13th century Bohemia. Legend has it that a monk named Herman committed an unforgivable abomination. He broke his sacred vows and as a result, received a horrific death sentence. Herman was to be walled up alive behind monastery walls. However, right before the final brick was put in its place, the monk begged for mercy. And as a result, the abbot, or the leader of the monastery, offered Herman a deal. He was challenged to create a book that would glorify the monastery. A book that included all of the world's knowledge, and complete this in just one night. As the time passed and the clock was nearing midnight, the monk had no choice but to ask something immortal for help. He had to bargain with his soul. He traded his soul away to not God, but Satan, to the devil, in exchange for a completed book. The following morning, Herman gave the abbot his work, and as a result, Herman's life was spared. As a thank you to his new friend, the devil, Herman included a large and unique illustration of the devil in the book. Although this is just a legend about the origin of the book, this is in fact a real book and historians are still perplexed on the origin of the manuscript, as well as the possibility of one human being's ability to finish it in a lifetime. How true is this legend? How could one monk possibly finish a manuscript this size and precision like this one during his lifetime? Is it possible to trade your soul to the devil? This is the Codex Gigas, otherwise known as the Devil's Bible. My name is Kayla, this is Zinu, and this is Cauldron Combos, baby. The smoke machine is broken. <laughs> it's, not, it's not warmed up. Oh no, warm it up. Warm it up, baby. Let's go. Wait, it was just red. I was like, getting ready. Maybe you have to say, bippity boppity boo. Bippity boppity boo. Bippity boppity boo. Bippity boppity boo. It's not working. This is really embarrassing. I was. It's like when you bring your tortoise to show and tell, and his head doesn't come out of the shell. It's like, did you really bring a tortoise, or did you just bring a bring shell? Bring a shell. I don't even. I've never even had a tortoise or a turtle. Okay, there, we there it goes. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys to please consider subscribing to this channel because we post videos every single week here on the spine-chilling, paranormal, and true crime topics that you want to hear. Every week, we're here with a new, fresh, fun podcast. I want to say thank you guys, the subscribers of this channel. You guys make us feel whole in the very dark We hit world. 20K. Smoke for 20K. 20K, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we wanted to call you guys something like Swifties, but we were like thinking like black eyed children. Ingredients. Huh? The ingredients to our potions. No. I'm not going to call Yo, human up, beings ingredients. ingredients. That's cannibalistic. <laughs> I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. Yo. Let's just get into what is Codex Gigas. It sounds like a gigabytes. It sounds like how many gigs you got on your computer you should go to best buy and be like i was trying to buy an ipad with uh codex gigas on it please and see what they say <laughs> what they it's say. gonna be like the one guy that's like so you want the satanic bible on the back and we're gonna be like what yeah there's a big picture of satan with his loincloth the codex gigas known as the devil's bible is a large manuscript or book so large that it's considered the largest medieval book in the world <laughs> at 36 inches tall 20 inches wide and 8.7 inches thick. She a thicky. 
It weighs 165 pounds, which is more than I do. And when it was found, it took two people to lift it. Yeah, they were skipping leg day or arm, <laughs> arm day. Leg day? Yeah. Really? Really? It sounds like you were skipping all the days. All the gym days. See you. <laughs> anyway, the Devil's Bible contains 310 pages made from vellum from 160 donkeys. That's a lot of... Rest in peace, donkeys. Rest in peace, donkey. They were just literally slaughtering asses back then. 160 asses. Herman the ass slayer. Oh, my (laughs) God. In one night. Smoke for Herman the ass slayer. Too much smoke. Too much smoke, Herman. He slayed 160 asses in one night. One night. That's a lot of asses for one night. But originally, the Devil's Bible contained 320 pages, but at some point in time, the last 10 pages were cut out and removed from the book. They're probably like donkey porn. (laughs) Donkey hentai. They didn't want to like reveal that they were like really into the donkeys. But anyway, it's pretty sketchy and we have some theories on, you know, what were on those pages that were removed. But we're going to talk about that later in the podcast when we talk about our discussion, when we go through the questions and and share our opinions on it. So if you want to just skip there, you can go to the chapters below. If you really want to hear our opinions on things. Yeah, if you really (laughs) believe this... Uh, my hot take. <laughs> hey, hey. Anyway, but the size of the Codex Gigas isn't the most shocking thing about it, and it's not the asses either. What is more shocking is actually the contents of the book and what this means about the origin and legend surrounding it. It was the first Bible depiction, or first biblical depiction, that contained a photograph, or rather, a painting of the devil. But before we can even get into that, let's get into more of the physical appearance of the book that makes it so unique and perplexing. So the Codex's book binding is wooden boards covered in leather with ornate metal guards and fittings. The Codex has a unified look as the nature of the writing is unchanged throughout, showing no signs of age, no signs of disease or mood on the part of the scribe. This may have led to the belief that the whole book was written in a very short time, but scientists are starting to investigate the theory that it took over 20 years to complete. Picture that. You have the same handwriting for 20 years. The manuscript includes the colors red, blue, yellow, green, and gold. Capital letters at the start of books of the Bible and the Chronicle are elaborately illuminated in several colors, sometimes taking up most of the page. 57 of these survive. Like, how extra? Like, a capital letter taking up the whole page. Really? Yeah, Herman's a tryhard. Herman. For some, Herman's like the kid in class where you're just like, really? Like, you know, the he's the one like, that like screws up the grading curve. The curve. Yeah. He messes, he gets like a hundred, it's like 70, and then they get 16, he gets like 110 and asses, 160 of them as a reward. For some reason, the start of the book of Genesis is missing. There are also 20 initials with the letters in blue with vine decoration in red, with the exception of the portraits of the devil, an author portrait of Josephus, and a squirrel perched on top of an initial. I think that squirrel may be an ode to nuts. What do you mean? Oh, like the dirty nut? Yeah, I mean, he's a priest. He is a priest. These dirty little squirrels always looking for a nut. Those little nuts. I mean, like a squirrel looking for a nut. Is that a song? I don't know. Watch out. Father's going to bust it on my butt. Oh, <laughs> not Father Vincent Lampert. I get sued by Vincent Lampert for like everything I own, aka just the smoke machine. It's like the court orders. Please give Everything else machine. is rented. Yeah. This is a re- this shirt rental. Anyway. <laughs> this microphone rental. Okay, rental. Gypsy this from Bohemia. This scrunchy rental. <laughs> 
The illuminations all display geometrical or plant-based forms rather than human or animal forms. There are also two images representing heaven and earth during the creation as blue and green circles with respectively the sun, moon, and some stars, and a planet all of sea with no land masses. What's that supposed to signify? Is there a planet with just a sea? That's kind of cool. I mean, there are ocean planets that they didn't know existed back in the day. Do they now? Yeah, like Europa, for example. It's a moon of Jupiter. Oh, that's a planet? I thought it was a moon. What? You are so funny. (laughs) Within books, major capitals are much enlarged, taking up the height of about five to six lines of text in red ink and placed in the margins. Less important divisions, such as the start of verses, are slightly enlarged within the text and highlighted with yellowish ink around the letter form. So if you're wondering what all this means, I have no clue. I just... It's like the that's obvious what it means. Why who cares? Why why are the historians looking Maybe at this? Maybe he's just getting fancy at this point. Yeah, he's probably just screwing with us. He's like, yeah, Herman, mm, maybe I Herman should change the colors fancy. to like mess with people so they can't decode. No, what they really I mean. think we're gonna get into this later, but oh. I think this has to do with it being him getting supernatural help. Uh huh. So the contents of the book more in depth. The Devil's Bible contains the Christian Bible in its entirety, the Jewish War and Jewish Antiquities by Flavius Josephus, an encyclopedia by St. Isidore of Seville, and the Chronicle of Bohemia written by a Bohemian monk named Cosmas. In addition to these texts, there are also many short texts included as well on topics such as medical practices, penitence, and exorcism. I wonder what those texts say about exorcism. As mentioned earlier, the Devil's Bible has been given the name because of the full-size portrait of the Devil. Hog and all, baby. He Hog and all. in a He's alone cloth. on the page and very big, specifically 19 inches tall. Interesting. Which, how big is that? That's an interesting metric. I'd yeah. have to stand up and take my pants off. For oh, sure. my God. <laughs> Probably similar to a, a donkey's endowment. Mm-hmm. Anywho. That's I, a uh, big endowment, donkey. Yeah, but I think we should start selling some loincloths to say cauldron. Maybe that's why Shrek it. was so mean to Donkey. He was just jealous of his girth. <laughs> Silence. Devil is crouching and facing forward. He is mostly <laughs> naked besides a loincloth that is made from ermine. And ermine was worn as a sign of royalty. It is believed that the devil wears ermine in this image to demonstrate that he is the prince of darkness. And if you want your ermine loincloth, go down in the description below because they're 20% off. <laughs> Just kidding. Use the code Code loin. Loin. <laughs> Isn't that like something you eat on a pig, a loin? Oh, wait, that's the vagina. I mean. <laughs> groin. No, no, you eat the loin of a leg, right? The yeah, loin? but the loin is by the groin. I'm going to name my kid loin and then I'm going to eat him. <laughs> that got dark in 20 years when i'm in like divorce court it's gonna be like in episode 22 you said that you were gonna eat your kid and that's what is smoke for divorce it is believed that because ermine was worn as a sign of royalty that the devil is wearing ermine in this image to demonstrate that he is a prince of darkness also, we already recorded this entire podcast and the audio got deleted. And I think Kayla the is devil. the most wonderful no, I audio think it was technician. The devil. My name's not Kayla. My name is Loin. <laughs> Loiny over here Loiny. is the smartest audio technician that went to save it. And I'm sorry that I'm just wearing so many hats in this podcast. As I'm literally wearing a hat. That's not a hat. That's a loin. 
That's my grandfather's loin you're wearing. Ew. <laughs> Imagine in your inheritance. Pa one loincloth. Pa Pawpaw's loincloth. Pawpaw. Others have taken into account the opposite page of the portrait of the devil to try to understand the origin and the purpose of the book. The opposite pages of an image is of the heavenly city, and people have interpreted this as the heavenly Jerusalem mentioned in the book of Revelation. It was common in the Middle Ages to leave book spreads on tables to convey a message to those who saw it. So, like, they would put it on a little thing. I think it could be the evil to contrast the good, to show, yep. to glorify the good. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. They say people believe the message intended here is to show the rewards of a God-fearing life on one page and the horrors of a sinful life on the other. I hate that. The rewards of a God-fearing life. Like, why are they always You're supposed fearing? to fear God, yeah. I hate that, though. Well, it is what it is. Screw the used panties. Buy my used loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a business. Yeah, um, we'll have your mom knit them or something. Crochet, a little crochet loin. The devil completed the manuscript and the monk added the devil's picture out of gratitude for his help. In tests to recreate the work, it is estimated that reproducing only the calligraphy without the illustrations or embellishments would have taken 20 years of nonstop working. So I think what you mean is somebody working five days a week, eight hours a day. But if somebody were to be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it would take them five years to produce yeah, this Yeah, but book. it's not proper possible because you have to poop and eat or eat your poop yeah you wouldn't want to get like flaming hot cheeto dust on the codex gigas <laughs> oh my god i don't think they had flaming hot cheetos back then according to legend the codex was created by herman the recluse in the benedictine monastery of podlazis near trudem in the czech republic the first page of the bible has two hebrew alphabets there are also added slips with early cyrillic and glagolitic alphabets about half of the codex consists of the entire latin bible in the vulgate version except for the book's of Acts and Revelation, which are from a pre-Vulgate version. And apart from the alphabets at the start, the entire book is written in Latin. So I'm assuming all this means something, but like, I don't think historians know. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. This is also another good example of it containing the New Testament as well as the Old Testament, which was not the most common mm -hmm. thing at the time. Mm -hmm. So now that we know a little bit more about the contents of the book, the physical appearance of the book, let's get into more on the origin and specifically the author, the scribe of the Devil's Bible. And as noted in the introduction, the origin is just a legend. The identity of the author or the scribe who created the Devil's Bible is still unknown. However, many scholars believe that the book is actually just the creation of one person. And they do note that the author is likely a monk living in Bohemia, today a part of the Czech Republic, during the first half of the 13th century. Bo -bo 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 -bo. Bohemia. Bohemia. Yeah, I think it's interesting how they uh, analyze the writing and they've determined that this person who's been writing this hasn't aged because mm -hmm. oftentimes when you're writing a manuscript, especially of this size, mm -hmm. you would slowly see like at the end of the day, you're getting a little bit tired, you get sloppy, you make Your mistakes. Like I was writing a Valentine's Day card to my mother and uh -huh. it, my hand started hurting. So I couldn't imagine writing like Maybe a big... Maybe that's like a Freudian thing. It's incredible that it shows no sign of aging no sign of deterioration, and there are no mistakes. So it almost makes it an angelic creation. A National Geographic documentary included interviews with manuscript experts who argued that certain evidence, such as handwriting analysis and a credit to Herman Inclusus, 
like in the book it has a credit to him which they've you know <laughs> herman the recluse yeah herman the recluse indicates the manuscript was the work of a single scribe so they have determined experts have determined it was a single scribe so the possibility of it being a single scribe i mean of a single scribe being able to write that length that's very slim and that's why like the scientists they're always like oh well turns out it was a team of 20 scribes you'll see that online because they mm -hmm. believe that it would take at least 20 scribes like a whole team of people to write this book in a reasonable amount of time yeah but so the only other logical answer would be supernatural paranormal something un or un something inhumane. unhinged yeah sure <laughs> but based on the amount of text and the details of the illuminations, they estimated that it took as long as 30 years to finish the book. So whoever wrote it dedicated many years of their life, obviously, to creating the Devil's Bible. The name Herman the Recluse, you can imagine he didn't like going outside very much. Yeah. I'm going to start calling you Caleb the Recluse. According to the National Geographic, it would take one person working continuously day and night five years to recreate the contents of Codex Gigas by hand, which excludes the illustrations, which took probably even more. And therefore, realistically, it would have taken at least 25 years for the scribe to create the Codex from scratch. Yet all this time, the writing retained an incredible uniformity from start to finish. So as you said, it didn't get shaky. There's no signs of tiredness, of age, of the scribe, etc. So this may be the source of the legend, which says that the monk wrote it in just one day. So the legend we explained in the introduction is not the only legend or conspiracy on the origin and creation of the devil's bible so it's not just herman the recluse was a monk and he didn't want to be walled up in a stone thingy and so then he traded his soul with the devil there are other legends as well however most of the legends include the devil because of the oddly large and unique illustrations of satan through the book in 1594 the devil's bible was brought to prague from the brumov monastery where it had been kept since the year 1420 now, King Rudolf II asked to borrow the Devil's Bible. He promised the monks that when he was finished with the book, he would return it, which he, of course, never did. <laughs> Me with my library books. <laughs> Actually, though, I probably owe them, like, imagine I can't buy a house one day. But why? I have perfect credit. It looks like you didn't return this book in 2003. What book is it? Hey, may I am, Sam, I am. Wait. I thought you were going to say the devil's, devil's Bible. Codus Gigas. You still turn. That'd be crazier. At like five. Yeah. Well, Satan, baby. <laughs> you, didn't turn, you didn't return the Aleister Crawley dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that. Anyway. The children's version of Aleister Crawley's satanic Bible. The Dr. Seuss version. <laughs> Chat GBT to write a Dr. Seuss-style Satan poem. I'm going to do that later. Okay. <laughs> the entire collection was taken as spoils of war by the Swedes in 1648 during the Thirty Years' War, and the manuscript is now preserved at the National Library of Sweden in Stockholm, where it is on display for the general public. Yeah, so if you're ever in Stockholm and you want some either good luck or bad luck, go rub that thing down. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the legend that legend yet but. yeah so there's actually a couple legends surrounding it certain people say it's good luck certain people say it's bad luck and the people who think it's bad luck obviously it's a book made by the devil but then there's also people who think that god helped herman do this and god didn't want herman to die and an angel came down from the heavens and helped him produce this so it's an actually angelic art art artifact so certain people have had accounts where they touch the book they read the book and all of a sudden they're having tremendous luck but that goes both ways personally i'm not going to go play with the devil's bible mm -hmm. and after the monk worked tirelessly and when he was finished he was miraculously healed that was another thing 
another aspect of was the he terminally life. ill probably everyone was dying he back was then. rammed by a donkey <laughs> he must have been pretty sore after 160 asses okay, just okay, kidding anyway. a priest could probably run through double Can in I just a weekend read this quickly really Several pages before this double spread are written in yellow characters on a blackened parchment and have a very gloomy character, somewhat different from the rest of the codex. The reason for the variation in coloring is that the pages of the codex are of vellum. The donkey. Vellum or <laughs> scraped and dried animal hide tans when exposed to ultraviolet light. Over centuries, the pages that were most frequently turned have developed this telltale darker color. Interesting. Sometime in the 15th century during the Hussite Revolution, records in the Codex end in the year 1222. Shortly after it was written, it was pawned by the Benedictines to the Cistercian monks of the Sedlik Monastery, where it remained for 70 years. The Benedictine Monastery in Brenvovk reclaimed the Bible around the end of the 13th century. From 1477 to 1593, it was kept in the library of a monastery in Bromov until it was taken to Prague in 1594 to form a part of the collections of the Emperor Rudolf II. At the end of the Thirty Years' War in 1648, the entire collection was taken as war booty by the Swedish (laughs) army. Enough of the booty. From 1649 to 2007, the manuscript was kept in the Swedish Royal Library in Stockholm. The site of its creation is marked by a uh, maquette in the town museum of Trest. In 1697, a fire broke out at the Tre Kroner Royal Castle in Stockholm, which destroyed much of the Royal Library. The Codex Gigas was apparently thrown out of a window, according to the vicar Johan Johan Eriksson's, who wrote 50 years after the fire, it landed on and injured a bystander. Imagine a 160-pound giant book. I would think that was hallucinating. (laughs) In September 2007, after 359 years, the Codex Gigas returned to Prague on loan from Sweden until January 2008. A spoil from war on loan. (laughs) And it was on display at the National Library of the Czech Republic. That's like if Germany had the Mona Lisa and gave it to Paris on loan. (laughs) What are the weirdest things about this book that makes it like what is going on? Other than the devil in the loin. Yeah. The book is 165 pounds, fell on someone, injured them. So why would someone make a book this size? So let's just say the monk wanted to make this book. Why would he make it this size? So my first thought is that he's trying to make it unbelievable that he created it without the help of a higher power. Like, so say you make a deal with the devil and the devil wants to prove that he was part of it. We were talking about this earlier and Kayla had a pretty smart idea when she mentioned that if you wanted to prove, if you were the devil and you wanted to prove that you had a part in this, how are you going to do it? Well, you're going to supersize it because no one's going to believe that this dude did it himself if it's 165 pounds. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So that's a pretty good way to do it. And then, uh, you know, another peculiar thing is just the pure cost. Uh Uh-huh. Just imagine the cost of 160 donkeys. You know, the priests are supposed to be living in poverty. The monks, you know, they yeah. don't have a lot of money. The monk would need someone to back him to be able to pay to have the 160 donkeys, first of all, slaughtered, skinned, used for the pages. Prepared, and then bound, and then the ornate bindings. bindings. Ink, pages cost a lot of money. Yeah. Monks don't got that money. So, it wasn't the modern day Catholic church where so, they've got yeah. like a huge wealth of money. So either someone was supplying them or again, 
the devil the got devil, it for free. Or God, or something supernatural. Or yeah, something that supernatural. Another weird thing is the illustrations, obviously, of the devil. Now, is it dramatic to be like, oh, the devil must have helped him write it because he had it? Like, just because there's one illustration out of 300 and something huge pages, like one devil picture? I don't know. Well, I think it's called the devil's Bible because of the legend, and it was the first depiction of the devil in a Bible historically mm -hmm. and i think that it just you know maybe herman said yeah the devil helped me draw it well someone had to be the first one yeah i suppose so i mm -hmm. i wouldn't when you open up a bible like in a hotel i'd be kind of freaked out if there's a devil in the middle really of it. i would be like yeah this makes sense what? the amount of times that these people talk about sinning and this and the devil and the temptation and that yeah I yeah be people shocked. put money in those supposedly i feel like i've seen that on youtube shorts <gasps> Oh, yeah. But I've never checked it, and I would feel bad taking it. Take it. Also, it's weird that the monastery would just apparently take the book from him and just be like, okay, you're free. Like, wouldn't they be like, how the hell did you do that? Like, they purposely set him <laughs> off to a, fail. There was definitely, like, a super jaded monk, like a fat old monk, be like, oh, he, he was did like, this? He's finally going to get, he's, he's finally, finally getting we're out We're finally going to brick this fucker in. Yeah. And then, and then he it's does like, it. he did it. And he's like, like knocking what? on the bricks. Yo, I wrote the book overnight. And this one guy's like, what? <laughs> you what? Thank you guys so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure to like it as usual. Subscribe and comment anything you want to hear for the next one. Anything you have, thoughts about Kodos Gigas, etc. We love you guys so much and thanks for watching. Yes, goodbye. Toodaloo. See you next time on Cauldron Convos.